This is Seven Sports. Hello and welcome to another edition of In the Spotlight with me, Ryan Butler, here on Seven Sport. It's episode seven. Managed to get up to episode seven. Thank you to everyone for their feedback and their comments about the six previous episodes that we've produced. Episode seven is a man that needs no introduction, so I'm not going to give him a, a long intro. It is Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire football legend, I should say, Lee Smith. And, and what was your first sort of footballing memory growing up? Um, I think just playing over the field was like my brother. Obviously, he was a good player himself, and you know, I I liked rugby at the beginning. To be fair, I used to play for Spartans, and mm. I didn't really like football. But then I got to about eleven, then I started to do it at school and stuff, and I started to like it. And who were your then, your like heroes growing up? It's always going to be a uh, Alan Shearer was. Was always one. I think he made me fall in love with football, and obviously, like to tell him and just watching games on the telly. I suppose you know, I didn't really have anyone to stand out, but Shearer just always I don't know. I do his celebration the hand in the air. I think that's the only thing I've ever took from football. I've grown up my heroes, you know. Because who do you actually support? You support Newcastle, didn't you? Yeah, I support Newcastle. Yeah, and it was that down to to Shearer himself. Yeah, in a, in, a, in a way, and, and, and I didn't want to follow the... I've always been one of them ones who goes against the norm, so, you know, all the lads supported United, Chelsea, uh, you know, Liverpool, and I, for me, since then, I thought it was a good idea to go different, but I regret it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, what's uh, Not so much now, because hopefully if that takeover comes in, it, it, we should have a bit of money to spend. And, and obviously you said, you know, started to, to get into it, when you were about eleven, when when did you sort of first get into playing as a you know a decent team or or competitively? Well, I I went into Gloucester. Obviously, I, I, to be fair, I went to, uh, I went to Church Day and I played for it at the start. Robinswood was my team as a kid, where we won everything. We were like the the top team, you know. Like me, Carl Creswell, and a few other real. Our team was like we used to just win everything. Like by we had ten games to go, we'd already won the league, and you know. But then Chris Chris Hemmings was the manager of Gloucester under 18s and he didn't we didn't really get on. But I I he got me in to go and play for Long Levens, but he was manager of the under 18s yeah. of Gloucester at the time. So it was kind of my only I had to really play for Long Levens under 16s really to really have a chance of him letting me go into the Gloucester South. Does that make sense? So that was a bit awkwardish at the time, but but then obviously I I went I got then Tommy Canham saw me play, and um, it came from that really going into the getting into the, the first team was from that really from like not really getting on with the manager. Well, he didn't like me. He didn't like my attitude, you know, which a lot of people don't, as yeah. you know. <laughs> but um, it was a bit like that really. I think, but like Barn was where I where I first started playing men's football when I was about sixteen. Barnwood United, I played for them. I didn't know that, I didn't know you used to play for Barnwood. Yeah, that was where I first played men's football. Uh, Tony Tony Brain, he passed away sadly now, but he was the first one to give me, you know, a taste at men's football really when I was a when I was a young young gun like. And how did you find the the transition into to playing men's football uh, at such a young age? Um I got kicked about a bit, but like I said I was, I was, I was still raw then, like, you know, I didn't I used to you know, used to love it getting like tackled and getting stuck in. Like you know, you used to think like you were too, you were good because they used to always want to foul you. But in the end, you know, you, when you play in them leagues, you do get more kicks than you realise. And you, you know, you wake up in the morning, next morning, and you can hardly walk. Like you don't realise as a young kid, do you? Mm. But yeah, I think that league. I think it was they were playing. It must have been Northern Senior League. They were quite high up then, but they were quite a good side. Um, I went there with my brother to train because he was helping him out and playing when he could, and then I just kind of went from there with him, really. And then, obviously, as you were you were going through the the Gloss City youth setup, you said there obviously you got through to to make your debut in t- the two thousand two thousand and one season. Mm. You know, did you still feel that you were had uh, stuff to learn, or did you feel ready at the time to make that step up? I don't think. I don't think you can ever be ready to be thrust into it because I remember like I was I was playing I scored I, I scored a few goals for the youth team that season I was on fire really and it made like everyone always says oh you're in the right place at the right time me and myself and Tom Webb you know but it there was 
there was numerous other players of that age and that, that ability who could have done it as well. But for whatever reason, we did get the chance. But you don't just get the chance and do what me and Tom have done in our careers by just being in the right place at the right time, you know? I think that's what people... A lot of people think think that of me and Tom or, or Yoshin, like, you know, but we, we had to earn what we got. We earned, like, you know, we, we did get lucky with the way the club was because there was no money at the time, you know, and they had to rely on the youth team, didn't they, really, to come through. Do you think that potentially different managers potentially would have gone with different players from the youth setup? Um, potentially, it's it's always an awkward one, isn't it? For me, I don't think so because obviously I was our main plasma. I was our top goal scorer. You know what I mean? I was always the, you're always going to get a chance when you're scoring goals at any whatever you whatever you do in in football. So I think I was too hard to look over. I think Tom was a midfielder, like box to box and stuff. It was probably harder for him to. to to, to make to make the get the call up rather than me because I was scoring goals so I was always the name everyone kept saying oh at least if he needs a chance he needs a chance where Tom was a bit more under the radar you know mm. but then we both you know we we both we both went in together and we went through the years together so it was pretty good actually being good friends as well and what did it mean for you to to be playing at, at Meadow Park and and for a side like Gloucester at the time um, as you said obviously it's a side going through a lot of transition off the pitch and a bit of uncertainty so you know fans clung to the to the club as they always do you know what was it like playing for for a club like that at that time I think when, when I first made a debut when Tommy Callanan did give my debut uh was against I think it was Mangersfield away if I vaguely remember it now he uh they've got called off about four times like the weather so it just kept getting called off but obviously it was a league cup game so I was always penciled in to go and play it, so when it did eventually come round, I've been on the bench a few times by then. But my debut, actual debut, was then because I hadn't come off the, I hadn't come on before that. So it was raining. I remember it was a week. I played it from the car bailiff actually, and uh, and it was just a different world to what I'd been used to in terms of like defenders being cuter. You know, we, you're playing at lower levels, and you you could just you could do something silly and still like with your with, with the pace I had then, you could still get away with it. But at that level, you, 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 I just swing straight away. It wasn't going to happen. You couldn't, you couldn't afford to do that anymore. Mm. And I think that's where I think some people like you know. I look, I still look at my depth. I think you know, for the first few months, I did because obviously I, I was still getting to grips with you know southern southern league football, and realistically, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready at the time for it. But you know, when you get pushed into it, and you just you either sink or swim, don't you? you know, I think that's that was how it was. I was reading into to the career of, of Lee Smith and and obviously how how it sort of went in those early days in particular. Um, and I came across that you know you re- reverted to almost right wing back at at one point. You know, were you always because of your pace and uh, and, and obviously fitness levels? Would you have preferred to have played through the middle, or, or were you just happy to be playing anywhere? At that time, I just think it was someone. That, I don't know where it came back. Someone got injured. Player who played, we played three five two. See, and I think it was someone got injured. So Webby had a few games there. I had a few games there, and we kind of we kept Burns. He just used, he just mixed and matched us all the time. We we could play well, and we'd still be dropped. You know, he just kept reverting to both of us. You know, but then I had a few games then where I don't know because I was a striker and I had that instinct to want to get in the box or take people on or you know do whatever score set one up. I had that more attacking sense to play it so I think that's the reason I, I got the nod really playing that position in the team because my pace and fitness was there but then I still had the strikers zoom to try and want to score goals and get in the box you know make them the runs that were really selfish selfless runs but the one time it would drop at the back post and then I'd, I'd pop out and score I think that's the reason I, I, I fitted in so well there but yeah I played there for I think it must have been a good part of six years as a wing back and was it a, a role that you had to almost teach yourself to adapt to, or did it almost come naturally to you? Yeah, it was. It was I don't know. In football, I suppose, like you know, it, it's not. It's not an hard. It's not an hard game, really, is it? When you look, look at it, you know, you you if you play a right wing back, you're going up, down, up, down, and you just had to look at when you made the runs or what you if you weren't to make the run, you know. But then I had Adi Harris to learn off as well, you know, looking at him. From the, even when you're in the game, looking where he was when I was on when when I felt I was in the wrong position, I'd look across and he'd be in the right position. So then I kind of you know even by playing, I was I was still learning from another you know, from the other side of the pitch. But that that made it a bit easier knowing Adi Harris was 
so good at it to learn off him while we was playing and while we trained together as well. Mm. And and obviously whilst it was all going on, um, you know, off the pitch, and then it, it sort of settled down a bit. Of course, obviously, um, you were to to leave the club. Yeah. Um, for for a couple of seasons, and you know, a couple of seasons away. Um, what 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 was sort of the 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 mood in 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 yourself in regards to to wanting to leave? Did you want to leave, or was it just a case where you know the offer was too good, or how did it come about? It it come about that like I say me and Brian News had a you know a career together. We we worked together numerous times. You know, he he believed in me a lot. He was a, a manager I worked under, and I was, you know, and I worked under a lot, and I, I enjoyed working under him. He, he got the best out of me, in some, you know, most of the time. But it came about in the first. I didn't ever want to leave Gloucester. That's, you know, I, I, I would have loved to have been like like a Tom Webb is now. But things happened. Like, you know, I got sold to Siren. You know, it, they needed the money. I got offered a new contract, but I was pretty much told they couldn't they couldn't afford to pay me the wages that I was going to be on. So. I was better off to leave, but so I turned down the the contract, and then Gloucester because they offered me one, they they went to a tribunal, and Simon ended up paying a decent amount of money for me. You know, at the tribunal, I went there with Steve Abley, and uh, I think he was a bit bit um, gutted. I think he think he paid too much for me when we were going back. He wasn't the happy jappy in the car, really. <laughs> but but you know, the tribunal was set what it was, and that was it. You know, and it all went from there. And really, you know, I went as I ran. We had a we had a really really good good squad like we were we were tipped to win the league you know we had Steve Coe Michael Jackson Gareth Hopkins Scotty Griffin Gary Organ you know Kev Sawyer was there Aidy Vivas we had some big players and I thought you know I've gone there and move it was kind of the same league so everyone used like, everyone said I should have went higher because there was clubs after me but it just seemed right you know I didn't drive at the time so that was a thing I obviously had to stay locally or get be able to get a lift to the ground obviously because it was Siren Tester, you know, and I couldn't go anywhere further because I didn't really drive and I couldn't stay at Gloucester for obvious reasons I just ex- explained. But, you know, I went there and it just didn't work out. I remember a good story. I I was a Jack the Lad, you know, I went to Siren and they bought me for good money. I thought it was, you know, I thought I was the boy. I went into the change ring, the first pre-season game I played. And I remember um, I was, I was playing, I, 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 I'd done so much stupid on the back, I think I passed back to Eddie Vivash when he told me to clear me lines and uh, he got tackled or whatnot. And I remember going into the changing room uh, and he said something to me and I just said, I just, you know, in not so many polite words, like, you know, shut up. And he got up and he grabbed me and he said, listen, I don't care who you are or who you think you are, you're nothing to me, you listen to me, I'm above you, I'm uh, experienced and I've been around a lot longer than you. You're not a bad player, but you've got to listen, you've got to knuckle down and not be so cocky, mate. And that was it. That was an eye opener for me then. I thought, you know, you got to respect, you got to respect people for what they've done in the game, you know. And that was a big eye opener for me early doors. And how old were you at that that sort of time? I would have been, well, I must have been, no, I must have been about twenty, twenty one maybe. But to be a Jack the Lad and go, you know, and, and you know, come across my match of eighty five, you know, he didn't take no methods to be fair. But then. We grew to get a good relationship after that, you know. But it's just little things like that you, you don't, you don't grasp. Babe. Now I'm older. I look now and I think, you know, people should respect your opinions, you know, and what you've done. But then, as young kids do now, they don't. And then you realise when you get older, you should have. Is that the difference between the, the sort of old school and, and the new school? Um, obviously, as someone who's, who's played for. Um, Pretty much the whole decade since the the turn of the millennium, um, you know, the the there has been a changing of the ways, and it does appear that you know the new way of thinking, the new uh, kids on the block, and, and and the new generation, it is so different to what it used to be. Yeah, it's it's the way football's gone, isn't it? I suppose you know. I think you get the old the old guard, you know, you know, growing up, playing with, and then I must admit, I find it really awkward coming when I dropped, you know, into like the Hellenic League and we'll probably get there I'll talk to that in a bit, like but when when I dropped to that level and I saw such an attitude change in players, you know, commitment, you know, their their ways or they went about things, you know, they're on their phones in the changing room and stuff like that. That never happened in my day, you know, if you you wouldn't you wouldn't think to get your phone out in the changing room, do you know what I mean? 
is that why um, potentially you think that you know looking at some of those teams in particular um, you mentioned when you dropped into the Hellenic League um, Fairford are the one that, that will stand out for me because you know Jody Bevan's now got his staff in there the likes of Jamie Reid and, and Lee yeah. Randall who still tend to hold that higher standard is it important for clubs nowadays to still have that old guard in there that hold those sort of standards I think if you look if you look along the lines of your local you know teams that have done well and will do well um, if you look at it there will always be one or two who's been around the block uh, in the old guard I'd call us you know you'll always have one or two of them there and, and there's no surprise that they do well because just of the attitude the attitude is still like my attitude is, is still the same with it was a Gloucester City or when it is when you know when I'm managing with Adam Dix at Treadworth you know my attitude will still be the same my philosophy is, is still the same and obviously it's, it's sort of we know um, you went to, to Siren Sister there and then um, before returning to, to Gloucester City for a second time you had a stint at, at Western how hard was was that transition to, to make that move out to Western? Uh, Western was a funny one, really, because that came about... Um, uh, Chris Smith, actually, went, went there, and um, Mark McGregor had just gone there. Uh, he was there thinking they needed a lad to run off him, really. So, you know, they 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 paid money for me to get him from Gloucester as well. It's quite a weird... It's quite a funny story, this is. I went there for money, and then it didn't... I just didn't like the manager. Me and Tony Ricketts, his name was Tony Ricketts, used to be Bristol Rovers or whatever, but we just didn't, I didn't agree with how he wanted me to play. So it it just didn't work for me, you know. I, I went there, scored a few, and then by about, I was there about four months, and then I remember Tim Harris ringing up and inquiring about me, because obviously I wasn't, I wasn't playing. I was like, on the bench, and he said, oh, do you want him back? And it was like kind of, oh, you are, they still owed the money, there was still money but still to be paid, because obviously they do over the, the season. And I remember um, I went back to Gloucester then, and Tim Harris was doing kits. I'm sure the fee was arranged where they gave the kits exchange hands for the money that would have been what would have, they would have cost for for me to go there in the first place or whatever. So it was kind of, I got bought back by Tim Harris with, you know, is is a kit business, really. He, That's he, mental. He, he sorted them out with that, really. So it just it, it, it evened itself out. So your price, well, obviously the price tag at the time then was just a, a kit, just a, a bunch of kits. No, I think I'm sure they bought. I think it was about two thousand pound they bought me for, and then when I went back, I think it was some money and some kits over a few seasons or whatever it was. But that's how I got back anyway. That is, that's incredible to, to think that that's how <laughs> it went on then. Um, but obviously, you, you returned back to City, and again, you know, looking at your appearance stats whilst you were at City. You know, after 2002, you know, up until sort of 2009, 2010, uh, and even beyond that, you know, you were making 40-odd appearances a season. You know, yeah. That, you know, ever-present in, in those sort of runs. But, you know, you returned back to, to Gloucester. The floods had happened, obviously playing away from, from, from Meadow Park. How different was the club when you came back as to, to where you left it? Um, in terms of you know obviously playing different grains it was like you know I, I always thought we'd get back to Meadow Park when I was playing you know I, I always did I didn't think it was going to be this long winded or this you know what happened to the club but in the terms of structure it, it was a million times moved forward I mean Tim Harris is, you know he, whatever he's done he's he's always done it as a business sense so he kicked the club on it was in a different a different you know there was a different vision at the club you know it wasn't Gloucester you know, we might we'll see what we can do. There was a vision of we want to do something, you know. And that was like when I went back. It was like when I, we, I made my debut again. We we played eight in the, I think it was an FA Cup game. We we actually smashed them. Jack Pitcher was on fire that day, and it was just I just thought the team we had there then. I thought freaking hell, this is this is a team that could do something, you know. And coming back to it, I thought. I was so glad to be back because I knew as soon as that first game was over, I thought we we got a chance to do something with this team if we keep it, you know, and and we did. Yeah, you mentioned obviously you know going on to do something. Um, Tim left, well, stepped back from the, the the management side of it, and and Boris took the reins. And in the two thousand and eight nine season, obviously the the promotion happened. You know, oh. how different was? Boris as a manager for you compared to Tim or, or the fact that he was there as number two did, you know was, were you used to his approach 
Yeah, was, me and Boris had a funny relationship as well. You know, we... He, he would be on me a lot. He knew he knew if I if I performed well in the team when we when he was assistant and when he was manager, we played to my strengths a lot. It, the, Gloucester did a lot of our stuff. Like back in the day, was it, it, it just evolved? Like I was a lot involved. We played to my strengths in the team because that's what seemed to make us tick. I set so I set a lot of goals up. I you know I was always involved in whatever we'd done positive a lot of the time with Sykesy as well. You know. We just built, we, we played to each other's strengths, but Boris got the best out of me from making us play the way we played, like the, the ball into the corner. I, he didn't used to, we didn't used to play, we were a bit of a hoofball team, but it worked for what we had, what we were good at. Yeah, and, and obviously in the, the two seasons that, uh, you know, two full seasons you had under the, under Boris as a, a manager, you know, you look at your, your goal scoring return, uh, looking at here 15 and, and, and 21, you know. Yeah. You got the promotion as well. Can you remember much of the the, the playoff final? Yeah, I think the, going back to Boris again, though, the whole season of when he was assistant, he just you could tell he was a manager in the making, and you could tell he was going to be a good manager. I think the way he he, he made us pick and the way he got us going, he, he, Tim was more of a. How can I put Tim? Tim was more of a. a manage, he managed Saturdays, you know. He just wanted to be a manager on a Saturday. He didn't like to train. Boris would do that, but Boris would always get in, and he was a manager for training, and he'd be on, he'd, and he'd be buzzing on a Saturday as well. Some that's what managers are like. Some like it, some don't. But, but back to the promotion season, I mean, I think it, I, I say I, I listened to Matt Rose's interview really, and it didn't. I think we we started that season, and we never we had a good side. You know, we we played some early games. I thought, yeah, but then we come up against Farnborough and away. And I remember, like, we just got we got outplayed, and you just think, you know, we're not, we're nowhere near we're nowhere near really, you know, when it comes to the top four or five teams, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. The belief came, and then we started to click a bit more. But you know, I still didn't think, in, even well, even now, I I still shocked how, how we did go out that year because the likes of Cambridge we beat in the semi. And Farnborough, the money flying around now was was ridiculous, you know, damn right ridiculous. But it proves, I think, again, going back to Gloucester and the affinity, you know, of team spirit, it's been said for years on on years, you know. The budget's never been massive, but it's, it's got better over the years. Of course it has. But, you know, I think that team spirit buys sometimes half of a budget, you know, just by, just by sticking together and wanting to win together as mates as well as football players and football team, you know. Mm. And obviously the the promotion happened, and City went into the the north. We've asked Boris and we've asked Matt Rose throughout this so far. You know, what was your opinions when you know when you found out that City would be going into the north? Because you know, you, to to outsiders looking at you, look at the map and you think, Christ, how on earth are, are Gloucester City playing in 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 the north division? Um, from a playing perspective, did you have an opinion on that or? Um, not really, no, because I just thought, you know, we're going to be playing conference football, you know, regardless if it was safe, north, you know, it, it, if, it was, it was just, if it was just called conference, you know, it, it, it wouldn't matter where you're going then, would it? You're going yeah. near, there and everywhere anyway. So I just think for me, I was just so, so ready to give it a go. I don't think, you know, by the time it all died down and, you know, all the, you know, the north and safe divide... I didn't think when we got going, I don't think, you know, anyone really did care after a few far away games. You're used to it. Saturday's a football day, isn't it? No, so of course. Regardless if you go in an hour at the road or you go in five hours at the road, you, you, it's football end of story, isn't it? It's a football day, really. And then obviously at the end of the, the second season, um, as I said earlier on, you know, you played 50 games, scored 20 plus goals. Um, yeah. You ended up moving to, to Forest Green. Yeah. You know, C's. City's rivals, one of the city's rivals, of course. And you know, how did that move come about? And, and was it an easy decision for you to go? Well, yeah, it wasn't. To be fair, it wasn't again. But I knew I was. I, as soon as the season ended, I, I spoke to Boris at length. You know, I got a lot, a lot of respect for Boris. They made you a lot. He's a good man. He's a good manager, and he, and you know, and he, he'll always be high in my regard. You know, in my football life, you know. But I think we had the chat in like soon after. You know, he. The Gloucester offered me the best deal they could, and it was good. It was a good deal, but 
I just always thought in my, you know, I always wanted to say, you know, I got to the top of if non-league, we weren't going to play league football, if, you know, the tops, the conference prem, in it? So I'd, I'd met Bath City, I'd met Forest Green, I'd met a few other clubs, but I wanted to, I'd, my, I, my daughter was just born, so I wanted to stay local, you know, localish, you know, for training and stuff. So Forest Green, you know, I spoke to David Ockaday, uh, didn't really, didn't really feel like go, didn't really think I was going to go there at the start because uh, they they were having to battle whether they were going to stay up or they were going to uh, get, uh, go into the conference north or south because they got relegated. But obviously, one of the teams went bust, so then they stayed in the in the Blue Square Premier. And then um, it was just I had another meeting with him, Dave Ockaday, um, and Trevor Horsley. I remember, you know. I went to any sign from before, and, he, and, and he, he, it was a good club. You know, it was a good club. They ran well, but I don't know. It just, it just happened. It, you know, I, I signed a contract there, and um, I just thought he, he gave me the squad number seven, which is my favourite number. So I thought he, he did fancy me, you know, because obviously, you know, to get squad number seven, you automatically used to why well, you think like you know you're in with a chance, aren't you? But in, in theory, it's not really like that when you get in there, but. I just thought, you know, I wanted to play as high as I could. I always said that. You know, I went to Forest Green. Do I regret it? No, because I played Blue Square Premier, you know. I had my name on my back. I played the top non-league, you know, circuit. So, and that was always my aim, and I, and I did it. Because then, obviously, from, from Forest Green, yeah, there was a few loan moves, including back to, to City there. Did you, looking back on it, do you think you settled in at Forest Green as, as well as you could? Or, or was it just, you know timing and, and obviously competition for for places it, it just sort of limited sort of playing time yeah the, the problem the way Forest Green played again is just it's, 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 it's the way football is you, you fit into the system or you don't and I weren't going to fit into the way they played they didn't play the way I, I'd been used to um, and I didn't really I wasn't going to get time to adapt to play that you know that way you know if I and it just didn't work out, you know. You know, I played the first nine games, I think it was, or whatever. And then, um, then all the money came in. You know, Dale Vince came along, and in in short, that was six of us. We were we we knew our time was up. You know, the money came in. We went on a way trip to Newport, and um, I, I got man of the match the game before, and uh, that was the game. Vince, had, um, he just came in with all the money, like. And I remember getting on the coach to play Newport Way, and there was about six new players, like you know, good players on the coach. Obviously, we'd loaned him in. And um, I remember just Ockaday calling me out and just saying, you know, I, we've loaned these in now. There was a few of us, me, Ian Erin, and a few others. And we were just pretty much told there's not really there's not really t- uh, place here at the club anymore, like, you know. And I remember just going out, like, watching the game and then getting on the phone straight away to, like, uh, Dave Mayhew and just saying, try and sort uh, loaning me back to Gloucester, like, because I said, like, if I'm going to go out on loan, I'd rather come back there. Obviously, I'd only just, you know, left there the season before, hadn't I? Mm. So then it came, like, you know, I think they, they, it was it was already, you know, the wheels were rolling. And as soon as the Newport game, I was going back to Gloucester, like, which I couldn't have been happier about, really. Uh, and, yeah, obviously, with the, the loans at that level, you know, they're never really for full seasons or, or anything like that. They tend to be sort of short one- or two-month sort of loan deals. And, you know, listing here, you know, you went, them went on loan to Telford, Chippenham uh, and even Weymouth which sort of seems a bit way out really um, before going to Nuneaton again as a, a side that you know you look at some of the other teams that you've played for all within sort of the, the local area Nuneaton a bit further out you know what how did that move come about because it doesn't seem to be um, following the trend of, of the sides that were sort of in and around the, the local area well I think the, the, the honest answer is money you know, you know, I went, I did, you know, I went to Nuneaton for the best deal, even being full time with Forest Green. It was, the, the money was ridiculous. You know, I could not go there. So, but that was the thing as well. You got to think. I played Cluster in the North League, so a lot of the North teams knew I was liked the way if I played. Yeah. They would. I was. I was playing against North teams, wouldn't I? So I had to have gone north because obviously a lot of them teams would have seen me play, score against them, or play well against them. You know. And what was it like at Nuneaton as a as a club at the time? Yeah, they were like I said to 
be fair, they were a big club. You know, they had a good fan base, a real big fan base. Um, uh, Kevin Wilkins was a he was a good manager. To be fair, you know, he knew his stuff. He, they'd done it the right way. It was, it was. It, to be fair, you could. They were. They were. They looked like they were going to be going again, like up. You know, back to where they used to be, going full time. The way the the chairman uh, Ian Neal, I think his name was, was going about things. But again, I think put too much money into it that they could afford and again it, it, it kind of come back in the end and shot them in the backside didn't it you know again and then obviously from from then Eaton again you stayed with with the north side with, with Worcester so you came a little bit closer to home there was that almost you know just trying to to stay at a high level whilst staying as local as possible well, not really that was again I, I was top goal scorer for Eaton when I left there you know it was just a uh, it was again. They don't. They. I was. I signed now on a, on good money, real good money. But I weren't on a contract. He said he wanted to see if I enjoyed the travelling and whatnot. And um, and then when I when Worcester put seven days in for me, they offered me a two year deal. But when by then I'd already spoke to Carl Healy, and they had real good money at Worcester as well. You know, so it was a kind of again. I just can go in there and second really, and but be more local. Did you think you know, that, you know there was a bit of rebuild you had to do? Um, not yeah. just reputational wise, but so obviously you know prove doubt is wrong that, yeah, that you, know, you could still do it. I'd, I'd, I'd come out of there, and you know I hadn't. I'd been training with the youth team, but I wasn't playing games or anything. So you know I came back I, I, pre-season. I wasn't fit. I was I was the unfittest, and I've always been fit. I, I was unfit. I got lazy. I was getting stupid. You know money on my contract. I'm just you know. Living in living the eye life, but not not, not training because I was so not level football at the time as well. So I came back and then I went to Cinderford and I was nowhere near fit. You know, to be fair, they gave me a year of contract and it, it, it was daylight robbery for me really up until about Christmas when I just decided that I got the the urge to play again and I got myself fit. But for the I I was thankful for Stuart Tate for giving me a chance to go there really and actually. Just, Ashley, I can't remember the name there. Ashley Saunders, yeah. he was a good bloke, you know. They were good enough to give me a chance after all this happened, you know. Because John Bruff would have been manager at that point, wouldn't he? No, he, he wasn't. It was um, Steve Peters, to be fair. And, um, you know, at Cinderford at the time, you know, was it a culture shock to be going back down a, a level two Cinderford at the time? Or, or you know, were you just more... You know, determined to to just sort of rebuild. I think from I was grateful for the opportunity from you know from you know I, I was scratching my head. You know, my my like my phone would always be ringing with clubs. You know, coming here, you what you're doing? I I, I slowly rebuilt my reputation and started to win some uh, promotions again. Yeah, and obviously the the one that stood out for us, um, and particularly myself, it was the first time that you know I went down to 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 Cinderford and the Causeway to to see them play. It was the the day you won the league against Taunton. Um, we spoke to, you know, Kieran Thomas and and a few others in regards to that. And and you know, at the time, you, you, the, the team itself, you know, you had a very good team. How did you fare across that season from a personal perspective? Did you honestly think that you know you could win the league? And and what was it like when you eventually did do it? When I first uh, went there, because obviously I'd um, I joined there about a quarter of the way through the season because I was at Eversham, and um, I left Eversham, um, and the Cinderford come in for me, and I thought I'll go there because I, I knew everyone said I wouldn't get on with John Bruff. You know, he's I'm quite outspoken, so was he. He said it wouldn't work, you know. But I liked the way he done things. He 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 was a good, very good manager, and I seen it from playing against sides of his and seeing how, you know, how, how passionate he was. And I thought, you know, I, I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to... And to be fair, I owed Cinderford for, from from being going back there, being in, in, in proper shape to go in, pay back the chance they gave me, in, 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 in a sense. So I went back and, you know, didn't look back, really. I said, I went there, never really played with Ethan Moore before. I'd heard about him, I'd seen him play. But he was a lot better playing with, and you know, than you see from the sidelines. He's a very good player. Um, Kieran Tom, Tom, Thomas, he was very good. You know, playing rightly so higher up now. He was, he was too good to play that level. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had players like Lorcan Sheehan. You know, uh, 
Forky, you know, they they just done the simple things, but they were good at it, you know. And then we had we just had that bit of class where again we just scored goals at the right times, and, and we and, and we could defend, we could just defend one nil. We won won numerous games by one goal a lot of the times when we went got promoted there. And then obviously when the the promotion came. You know, at the time, I remember that, you know, Sinterford didn't really want to go up. There was that, you know, will they or, or won't they? And eventually they did. I, from that point, I can't quite track or quite remember. You, Where did you end up after the Sinterford, after after that episode? Did you stay at Sinterford or...? Um, no, I let, the, 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 the chairman just told us, you know, uh, there was the money was just was gone you know that was, that was it he said like you know we're we're not looking to get promoted we never wanted to get promoted it's such it's happened and we've got to deal with it but we're gonna to have to deal with it. like they it kind of said we're gonna go with the under 18s yeah and then obviously bruffy i was close to he made me play a coach there with him and i enjoyed that and then obviously he went to north lee for a bit so i went there pre-season with him um but i i just didn't I didn't feel it was right, you know, I, I went with him to try and see if it was right, and I, I knew Wayne Turk very well from playing Forest Green with him, he was there, so they had a good set of players there, John Alves and stuff, but it wasn't a good fit for me, so I remember Yuzi again, good old Brian, he rang me up just for the season saying like, you know, do you want to come back to Siren, and you know, obviously winning the league there the previous few years before, it was again, go, go and work under Yuzi and then uh, just give it a go, you know, and sadly... He got sacked there, and you know, and soon after that, you know, my time was up. You know, I usually gave me a good deal again, as usual. He's a good man for it, but Charlie Griffin had other ideas, you know, and I was on too much money, and it was, it was a kind of, you know, I, I was going to be the first to go because I was, I was the one on the money. And then, I remember, you know, when we started adding uh, the Southern League and Hellenic League to our coverage, you know, Jody Bevan took over it at Fairford um, and you were brought in fairly quickly um, by him you know it was more of a, a project at, at Fairford um, yeah. and, and it is a project that's still ongoing at the moment you know did he have to do any selling to you or or you know were you happy to, to just join them and, and try and be a part of that to be fair I said I, I top scored for Slimbridge the season that season you know and I joined them in the pre-season after that but you know, it was it was hard because I actually I actually really enjoyed Slimbridge. I think you know the setup there. They're, they're a nice club run. They are, you know, you know. Um, just, you know it's, the club's well well run. The good people behind the scenes, and I think you know I I can see how that that like you know now they're doing well again. You know, it was hard to leave there, but you know it's when when the time came. I think like Chris Smith was the one who contacted me to be fair to go fair for it. It wasn't Jody. Wasn't really. Man, man of it because I went. Chris Smith brought me to Western when I when you yeah. go, when, when we spoke earlier, you know. But it was kind of I went there. He he gave me a call and said, you know, we're going to make you a big signing to come here. Were you interested? And I, I'm, you know, I had a lot of time for Chris, so I went and met him, uh, and I kind of agreed to join. And then Chris had, you know, had some family, um, you know, things going on, so he ended up stepping back, and. Um, Jody then took the the reins. I'd agreed to go, but obviously when Jody got it, I was like, I wasn't going to leave anyway because I got lost back for Jody, obviously. But I went there with, with Chris Smith in mind, really, because he thought he was going to be the manager. And I thought he, you know, he'd get the players in. Like, you know, he he was telling me he had other good players like on the radar. Fairford seemed to be wanting to do it the right way with Stuart Pike there. You know, he he backed the club. He does. He's he's a, he's a real top bloke. And uh, when I met him, you know, it was it, it just it just seemed the right time to give it a go. You know, I, d- I didn't really want to want to drop. Really, I didn't. You know, it was the lowest I'd ever played at Lennox. But you know, I, it was it's a good league. Don't get me wrong. I I I, I respect it now because I say it's a better league than I thought. You know, growing up when I was seeing the other teams used to play there, I used to think it was you know I didn't think it was a great league. You know, but it, it's got a lot of quality in there, and I was shocked. Obviously, you said there about you know. Chris Smith having to to step away was there not even a part of you that thought oh Christ well if he's going or if he's not actually you know here did you start thinking oh I might want to jump ship or were you just committed to to you know the agreement that you'd already had in place yeah and it was it, it was a, it was a funny one anyway obviously because obviously got a 
good friendship with uh, JB anyway. So it was always going to be, it, it, it wasn't really anything going to change. But I did think he would come back, uh, Smudger, but obviously it, it didn't materialise that way. But it was, you know, it, it, it was what it was. You just had to move on, you know. The, the, the season, well, you've seen a lot of the games. It was a struggle, you know. I, I'd never been used to being in relegation scraps, to be honest. Do you think, because we asked you this, obviously, in the first episode of of the series, you know, did you almost underestimate the league as a, a team or, or almost overestimate yourselves? Because there was that long period where, you know, Fairford didn't have any points or, you know, didn't have a win and, you know, stress levels you could see on the, the team were, were, were sort of growing by the game. I remember a couple of games we watched of Fairford where, you know, some of the players were arguing amongst yourselves and, you know, do you think that potentially as a squad you found it tougher than you expected it to be? I I think deep down the squad wasn't good enough, and we were lucky to stay up. You know, there's no point putting a smoke screen over it. I, I don't think I don't think Jody had enough time to get you know and to get the players he wanted in. You know what he's bearing fruits of now. You're seeing how good he is as a manager now. You know he does everything spot on, but I don't think he was ready with the squad he had. To, to be able to compete in that league I don't think the squad was up to it but you know by hook or by crook we, we stayed up and then Jody's now at the time to you know get his own players get his own brand and you can see now that he's getting the results that he knew he could and do you think the fact that you say that the squad potentially wasn't good enough overall do you think that's then had an influence on, on what your role was in that squad at the time um, well, I don't know because I said I was there to go just as one thing as always, just go and score goals, and I did it. You know, I can't mind, I think it was a 20, 20 or 22 I ended up with, whatever it was that season. Mm. You know, for a relegation threat inside, you know, to finish, I think, third of the top goals, I think it was in the league, you know, it was, I, I just thought, you know, I, I've done my, you know, done my bit for the team. The team done their bit because we stayed up, and that was, the, that was the role was to stay up, and that was the aim, and the you know, Jody knew that, and we and we both knew that. You know, it, it, it was just to keep the club up because we looked like we were going down, mate, and and it wasn't going to be good if we went down. And then obviously from from Fairford, you know, they had the likes of of John Thomas that came in up front, and you know, Jody was able to get in players that, that you know he needed to to galvanise the squad. And you ended up moving to to Tuffley for a short period. I know it was partly down to you know for for sort of family reasons and obviously relocation and you know wanting to stay a bit more local you know that time at Tuffley you know did you expect to you know you scored a few goals you were part of a Tuffley side who had a a lot of young players was it again a chance to you know pass on your knowledge to to the youth and and the next generation yeah I think I I, I um the second season at Fairfield obviously was you know with Working with Raw Mail, it was it wasn't going to work. I couldn't work Saturdays, finish in time, and I was getting to games, but I was being late. And my attitude and the way I've always been, I I've always put football first, you know. But I couldn't for the first time, you know. It was my job. My job overtook that, you know. And it was time was to go. So you know, and then obviously Pritch, me and Pritch, you know, were mates as well again. And I think you know it, it come about me going there, you know, as. Um, Wanted to give some of back, really. Like I said to you when I first moved there, you know, and um, I think it, I think it worked. You know, I went there, scored goals, I outpricked in you know, a coxie. I think a lot. You know, it, it was uh, they kind of needed it. I think I went in there. You know, I I fired a few f's around. You know, I got uh, got a few of them off their seat. You know, you know, got a bit more, a bit more going. You know, a bit more structure. You know, in the changing room. You know, I was a bit dominant. I think a lot of them was like, wow, who's this? You know, coming in. You know, but the fact is, you know, you you. If you if you practice what you preach, you you got to give it. You got to put your effort in, like I do on the pitch. If I'm doing it at, at the age I am, I expect the young lads definitely do it. You know, and they're not. They'll be getting told they're not doing it, and then if they don't like it, it's tough. You know, you got to deal with it. I think that's the that's the again when you look back and you say about the the old guard against the new guard. I think you know. I think uh, a lot of people think a lot of a lot of young lads now think you know you got to do ten step overs to beat a man and put a cross in. I don't think I had more than one trick. Mine, mine was knock the ball and just practice my crossing and just whip it in, whip it in, whip it in. 
And regardless if anyone's thought I weren't a flair player, I was never a flair player. I was a basic, well, like you said, basic Alan Shearer-esque. Just, I'll score goals and I'll do everything basic, but basic can be better than doing 10 dribbles, you know, to do the same job with one trick. Yeah, that exactly. Was, that was the way I played. Exactly, and obviously in the, the last two moves we mentioned there, obviously the Hellenic League playing at Fairford and, and, and Tuffley, it almost set you up for, for where you are now. Yeah. You know, you got the call from, from Adam Dix and, you know, Treadworth in the, the Stroud League came calling and, you know, the project, and we spoke about it before, and, and obviously at Seven Sport we spoke about it and uh, and what have you. You know, it's a, a project there that you can be hands-on, you can still play and you can still show that, you know, you are good enough and, and you can also pass on your knowledge to the the other players. And, you know, take me back to that sort of first real offer from, from Adam Dix to get involved. I mean, did you have to sit there and think, wow, am I ready to really do the management side of it and do this? Or, or you know, were you ready at that time to to really step up and, and take that sort of responsibility on? Well, I knew when the phone call came, well, it wasn't the phone call at the start, I'd seen him down in the local club because I've seen a lot of the lads who play for him now are friends of mine. And it kind of come through that, really, yeah. But then I knew at Tuffy, I, I was enjoying it, but as soon as, it, like I said, I was ready to manage, you know. I was ready to give it a go. And uh, when it came about, it, it was the right time. And I thought, you know, I'll go there, you know, straight one, you know, with... It's, it's, it's a tough league to get out of. It is locally because obviously, you know, Dursley, you know, they've they've just gone and done it. But you know, this budget still exists. That's that's a bit of the the problem, you know. You know, and I've been around so many, and sometimes even at this level, you know, you you, you get a bit of money and a bit of guidance and a bit of a manager with Nashi. He knows his stuff, and they rightly won the league. But you know, when we played them the first time, you know, they're you know, you got Mikey Bryant, Ben Pricktar, a few other seven lads playing, you know. Uh, the real good lad who went, uh, played for Slimbridge was a uh, little midfielder. I can't remember his name. I think he went to Australia to play. What was his name? Oh, um, Harrison Reeves is the one that used yeah, to play for player. Brinton as I mean, well. He's, he's, he played that game as well. They don't play for free. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not silly enough to think they play for free. So, you know, he won it with that, but he had them contacts you know, to call on, you know, you know, the Harrison Reeves, uh, Mikey Bryan, you know, Ben Pritchard, they're all top players at, at local level, you know, and fair play to him. He had that, he had whatever way he got him in, he, he won the league anyway, you know, but I'm, I was, I was in awe of how he, like when the bad weather was going, we played him our first game back and uh, he was still training. My lads, after the transition, I'm just still out like, running, but it was hard enough getting my lad to train, you know what I mean? And, and that was the difference, you know, seeing it from how Nashi done it to how we done it. And I think that's that's the difference. He, his players trained and, and they were, you know, they, they had that mindset. Like, this season come in, Treadworth would be the same. You know, I'll learn a bit off Nashi and we'll try and win it this year. I was going to say, sort of, even though you've been around for, for so long and, and obviously seen so much in terms of the high non-league level, you know, are you still finding that you're learning on the job at the at the same time at Treadworth? Yeah, I think, you know, you do. I mean, like, again, like, you know, you you drop down to Strade 1 and, you know, the, you can, in, in a way, two or two, one or two players can win, a, can win a game on their own in that league, you know? And it's, 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 that's how it is, you know? I just think but the attitude of the players is crazy, you know? Some are turn up at 10 to 2 for a 2 o'clock kick-off, you know? And you're not... You're not paying them, but in my head, I'm you know I'm I'm losing my head, like thinking, am I am I really waiting at ten to two for some of my players to turn up? But that's the that's the that's the that's what you're working with in Stride One. You know, it's not it's not it's not semi-pro level. Is you know, it's you got to be committed, and 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 I think my lads have been committed to me. I'm I'm grateful for all for all they've done for me and uh, Adam Dick. You know, but I think. To get out of this league, we, you just need to be that bit more. I think Dursley were, 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 like I say, keep going back to them, but, you know, he'd he done it from doing it, like, as a semi-pro, he was training, they were training, and that's why he got promoted. And I don't begrudge him. I know the league got cut short. I still think we could have, I still think we could have caught him. But, 
um, we, we didn't get the chance but at the end of the day the, the best team won they had the most points when the season was finished for everyone so you know then well done I'm glad they went up because you I believe were you still top goal scorer at the time? Yeah I scored I ended on 26 I think that broke the record for Scraley Incredible really Incredible sort of considering um, you know, we were talking before we, we we started recording you know you've had injury problems this year really for for the first yeah. time since since I've been covering football where where you're playing, you know, you've had a the the longer layoff, so to speak. So to yeah. get a return like that, do, you know, does it still have that fire burning within you, you know, that you can still play and can still continue on? Yeah, it's like I said, uh the thing is, mate, is I'll know when I can't, you know, I wouldn't embarrass myself. I wouldn't want to be on the pitch and people going, Oh, I used to be good when you know, I'll be done before that, you know. I'll I'll know when I can score. If I'm, you know, this, this season, you know, I broke the record score 26 in trade one. You know, obviously I can still do it. But in a few more years, you know, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm still scoring 10, you, in realistic, you can still do it. You're still going to be in the top 10 goal scorers, aren't you? Mm. But when the goals dry up, I just, like I said, I've, I've adapted my game over the years, obviously, because my pace had, had, had slowed up, obviously, with age. But I think, like you said, if you, if you can adapt and, you know, and, and do what you got to do, you can play on for many years. But, I think your body knows and, and you know mentally and like you know physically but mentally more I think if I knew I was rubbish and still on the pitch just because of my name then that would never happen because that's not something I'm about The last question I wanted to to sort of ask you um, obviously as I said Sin um, you play for, for a number of clubs since I've started joining um, in watching local football and, and covering local football you know, from seeing your dad at games to 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 your wife and, and your children, you know, family's been a important role for you. You know, how how important is it to have such a, a good family support, you know, when you're playing at that sort of level? And how important is having a, a good family there as, as a rock for you to be? Yeah, I think, like you said, in any, not just football, but in, in your general life, I think family is all that matters, isn't it? You know, you've got this, like you know this corona now you think it's evident you know is makes you realize what your family is to you didn't it but i think with football being a footballer for from you know my wife emma i think i you know i'm grateful for her for she does she's been brilliant wife and you know and soulmate all my life you know but to bring my kids up on you know on saturdays and you know and you know thursdays and tuesdays training you're not there they're sleepless nights you know she you know you you have to have that i think in a way, it's, if you haven't got that, it's, it's, it's going to be so much harder to try and enjoy it and and, and kick on. I'd, I'd I'd say, but I think you want to do you want to make your kids proud and, and stuff like that. And you know, I think football is a great advert to do that. You know, in years to come, they look back. I can say, you know, I can show them all what I've done, and it's something to be proud of. You know, it's, it's football football career. If you get the right the right looks, the right moves, which I did a lot of the time. It can be fruitful, you know, and and any young lad, you know, out there as well. You got to think, you know. I hope, I hope they take it, they grasp it, because it don't last long. I said, I remember looking back over the years and Chris Burns and all the other managers. Enjoy these these days, lads, because you know they don't come around often, you know. And then you think, you know, you grow up, you're like, you know, you're young. You think, freaking, I've got years left. But tell you what, I sit here now and it shoots by. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk.